Okay, so we are here with another what I'm going to love to call um, these days professional water cooler chat. So um, the business of nursing has kind of been on the hiatus because I have shifted away for doing a lot of um, highly produced conversations for lots and lots of reasons. But in any case, we're here today with um, Kathy and Melissa, and they came on my radar, um, long story short, a, a couple of different times, but I most recently was part of a panel of um, nurse to entrepreneur, and um, we were talking about visibility and showing up and getting in front of the right people. And long story short, um, what Kathy and Melissa are doing, I thought it was interesting and I'd like more people to know about what they're doing. So that's why they're here. So um, Kathy, Melissa, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having us, Amelia. Awesome. Awesome. So why don't you um, share, um, give us a little bit about yourself. I mean, like a couple minutes or not even a couple minutes, like a like 30 second bio, your, your elevator pitch or whatnot about, you know, what you do and how you got here. Um, so Kathy, if you'd like to go first and then Melissa. Sure. So I'm a family nurse practitioner and a pelvic floor therapist. And I myself had pelvic pain and didn't know what to do as a nurse practitioner um, running a women's health program. So I luckily learned like myself went to pelvic floor therapy, learned so much. And then that's how I got really interested in the field and then was lucky enough to partner with Melissa, who's a wonderful physical therapist. And we love this interdisciplinary part of providing pelvic floor therapy to women. Uh, Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. And Melissa, um, why don't you introduce, introduce yourself as well as your um, co-worker? <laughs> your cute She's co-worker. our CEO. Yeah. She's no. our CEO. <laughs> uh, so I'm Melissa. I'm a public floor physical therapist in Boston and own Wellest Integrative Health. Um, I had a baby about almost 10 months ago, um, kind of right when COVID was at its peak. Um, and, you know, owning a business, I was kind of I saw myself being an employee of the business instead of like, you know, the owner. And so COVID kind of allowed me to really figure out what the heck I wanted to do and look at my business from like a bird's eye view. And having Louisa, I also kind of was able to take a step back and really start to be more of an owner of the business instead of an employee. Um, And I decided with Kathy that we wanted to do more of a global outreach um, with pelvic health. So we do a lot of seeing patients, um, which we love, but we felt like we needed to make more of an impact, especially with the nurse practitioner group that Kathy's so involved with being an NP. So we kind of joined forces and decided to really step up our game with pelvic health and really educating about it because we see so many patients who come to us, you know, when they've had pain for five plus years and really if they had a diagnosis earlier on, if people knew more about pelvic health conditions, we wouldn't be seeing such chronic issues. Awesome. So you just listed off so many different directions that I could go with in this conversation. Um, And and first of all, I also want to say that um, here at the Business of Nursing, we're about business at the pace of life. So coworkers are welcome (laughs) in all varieties. And I think that's a beautiful thing that COVID, I think, has also, um, you know, for those of us who believed in in carb compartmentalizing stuff. Yeah. 
that's that's no longer a thing in 2021. So just as, in case somebody's listening to this in 2022 and 23 and doesn't know, like, why is there a baby and this everybody's normal with it? It's uh, 2020 and it was 2021 and we're different now. So it's all good. Um, so what, so I'm just curious, like what, um, so I, I'm, I love it when, you know, people in the healthcare industry, we see lots of problems, right? We see lots of problems with lots of things, all sorts of problems, um, structure, system, um, of course, disease process problems, we see them. And sometimes we can't address all the problems that we see. We can't just spend all day fixing stuff. Yeah. But sometimes for those of us who are health professionals who decided to be a business owner, we saw our problem and we decided to do something about it. And we decided to offer a solution to that problem. So mm-hmm. if you don't mind just saying again, you know, what was like the main problem and maybe like a, a sentence or two that you saw that you wanted to address? And why did it bother you? Because again, we see lots of problems. I, I, I still deal with the fax machine. Um, am I, you know, putting down everything to go fix that problem? No, I'm not. Um, <laughs> am I interested in helping people who have fax machine solutions do um, bring their work into healthcare? Um, yeah, if you're looking for a sales or marketing coach, I'd love to talk to you. But, <laughs> um, but tell me about you. Like what, you know, what, yeah, what problem did you see that decide that you just said, you know what, I see this and I want to do something about it. And tell me like why, because again, what, what made you like stop your tracks when you, um, Kathy mentioned sort of, it was like personal, I guess, um, too, but yeah, if you, if you don't mind sharing Melissa too. Um, yeah. Do you, want, do you want to go Kathy or do you want me? You can go. And then I'll um, go Kathy. Oh, she just turned the TV um, so, <laughs> so I think the problem, I mean, there were a lot of problems. I think the big one was we were seeing such a disconnect with women's health care, um, especially when it comes to pelvic health. So we wanted to do something about that. The business problem um, I was feeling like I, instead of, you know, being a business owner, I was just kind of working like I was just an employee of my business and nothing was changing um, for me. Um, Then when I had Louisa, I really realized I did not want to just go to my business and see, you know, patients from eight to four. I wanted more flexibility. So, and with COVID, we had to kind of be flexible with, because we see one-on-one patients, we had to kind of shift our whole outlook because we weren't really seeing people in person. So we had to improvise and do virtual. And so I think Kathy and I both realized we really liked that. um, And we wanted to be able to make a bigger impact with what we were doing. um, But have more flexibility because our, our schedules are not flexible when we're seeing patients every hour on the hour, um, you know, and we wanted a different revenue stream of not having to see patients every hour to make money. Um, so that's the other component too. Awesome. And, and also, and again, Kathy, and first of all, I love the fact that you guys are um, talking or are, are together because I talk a lot about, in fact, I have a podcast called Confident Collaborations. Um, nobody builds, nobody does anything by themselves in business. Um, mm-hmm. There's a myth and a belief that I wish would die quick and early about, you know, this um, one woman's shows. 
they, they don't exist. Um, I think a lot of people, um, and especially it's a long story, but in, in the world of um, healthcare entrepreneurs, a lot of people look at like the Amy Porterfields of the world, right? And, you know, say, well, Amy's doing it. No, Amy has a team of 12. In fact, I just saw like job postings for a content strategist related to her content strategist, her executive um, assistant, and I want to say somebody else, but three people on her team, it was a job posting for their assistants, for the assistants to <laughs> Amy Porterfield's content strategist, the assistants to yeah. Amy Porterfield's executive assistant. So her assistants have assistants. So th- let's just dispel that myth. But in any case, I, that was a little bit of a tangent. Um, <laughs> um, Kathy, <laughs> um, <laughs> what, what, decide what what made you decide like you know I've had this problem personally I've seen this problem um in practice and I want to start um offering um a solution to this as a business what made you decide to do that I think well first of all I think the collaboration with Melissa because she really was like so empowering for me to be able to say like this is bullshit that nurse practitioners don't learn this in school, right? Like, and I don't know, like, again, to speak to your point of like collaborating, like I may have gotten there, but I think I got there a lot sooner because of this beautiful relationship that Melissa and I have um, and because of who Melissa is. I think that's another important piece. Um, And I think, you know, just really starting to think about it's, you can't blame nurse practitioners because they don't learn this, right? Like it's all, cause you're, you're a nurse, right, Amelia? You're a nurse. Yeah. And so it's like, you do, you learn your GU part, right? You have, maybe you have like the pelvic, the model come, right? So you can like practice your pelvic exam. All we learn about is how to find the cervix. That's it. And like maybe the ovaries, like maybe the adnexa, maybe, but like, mm-hmm. and anyway, and we do not think, what's in between? Like, what do you feel under your hands? Right? Like, and we, and what's interesting to me is like, you do that in the external assessment, right? Like you go through your like range of motion and like resist against my hand and all that stuff when you're in nursing school, but none of that translates into the pelvic floor. And like Melissa and I were both like, Nurse practitioners, like they don't have to become the pelvic floor therapist like me, but what if they, what if they learned to assess for pelvic floor tone, like muscular tone and then pelvic floor motor control? Those two things could be life-changing for your patient. So I love, um, so again, I love getting um, people, well, one, supporting people and figuring out how to tell their story in a way that um, helps the most people. Cause that's, that's, I feel like that's what we're all here for. We're all here to make a difference in someone's life. But sometimes when it comes to talking about, you know, what we do and why it matters, we, we, we weren't talked about things. We, we didn't learn that in school. Speaking of things we didn't learn in school, we weren't taught that in school, which is interesting. So I don't know. So I'm curious. Some people may not wake up. A nurse um, practitioner may not wake up this saying like, hey, I want to learn, you know, how to do a better job of assessing uh, public floor disorders. Um, But she might be thinking something else. She might be thinking of other ways that she can better serve her her clients or customers or patients. And um, what are some symptoms of um, disorders that we may not realize are like a pelvic health thing? 
Like, um, yeah, yeah. What are some things that, you know, we may not attribute to that? And I know that you're not, we're not making any diagnosis here, but we're just talking about, um, I guess, uh, red flags or signals or clues, or, you know, again, we're somebody who's listening to this, you know, this is the business of nursing podcast or a nurse practitioner. They're, you know, always looking for new ways, deeper ways to serve their patient population. Um, and, um, context, I, my background is in rare disease and, um, zebras come to my mind, but tell me like, what are some things that you, that they might see that, um, they may not call it that constipation, Mm -hmm. recurrent urinary tract infections that come back when you've repeated the UA and you've sent out the culture and it's still negative recurrent vaginitis vaginismus, dyspareunia, urinary incontinence. Um, Melissa, keep... Preventative care during pregnancy, like education Mm -hmm. about um, pushing, birthing positions, Mm -hmm. perineal massage. Um, That's We're starting to see a lot more of that now and really good outcomes with pelvic floor therapy to prevent a lot of issues with birth and then postpartum recovery, of course, which is pretty well known. Um, Menopause, vaginal dryness, atrophy, um, any sort of pain in that area, which I think Katie said, Um, low back and hip pain can Mm -hmm. often be coming from the pelvic floor. So great to rule pelvic floor out with any of those diagnoses. Awesome. Wow. 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 Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. And oh, and also some skin conditions like, mm. um, you know, like lichen sclerosis or something like that, often pelvic floor component to that. Very good. And I'm going to be checking you guys out because <laughs> yes. Oh my goodness. Um, yeah. A lot of stuff that they did not teach us in nursing school no. um, were connected. No. And it's just, there's like one slide on the yeah. pelvic floor and it goes by so fast that you nobody's yeah I mean it's not at, at PTs too we don't get any training on it either mm-hmm. so and we are like the musculoskeletal people mm-hmm. and if we're not learning the, the pelvic floor then we're screwed Melissa you had to do like a whole nother training after you finished yeah. your degree right to yeah, learn we had to an hour lecture floor. on it it's like this is what it is if you're interested, you can go through these schools to learn more. Hmm. Yeah. Very interesting. And I feel like, um, I don't know, I feel like there's there's going to be a lot of people who um, are are not, ta- are not taking the status quo um, as, as being acceptable anymore. Um, and I feel like there's a generation and, I, you know, shout out to, you know, I feel like, well, I don't want to say my generation, but long story short. I feel like there is a group of people that are saying, you know what, um, this doesn't make sense. How is it that, you know, we prepare for a member, one prepares for a marathon, like all this goes into preparing for a marathon. Um, however, when it comes to a woman giving birth, <laughs> physical training involved with that isn't a thing yet. It's a marathon condensed into a short period of time. I mean, that, I mean, that if you think about it, I mean, not even too hard. It, it really honestly doesn't make sense. But how can um, how can people learn more and keep in touch with you and follow your work and yeah, learn more about what you do? 
So you can go to our website. It's instituteforpelvichealth.com. And we have a free guide on there for um, your pelvic exam and how to make it a little bit more um, pelvic floor orient, like how to think about the pelvic floor just a little bit in it. Um, We also have free YouTube um, educational videos that are short, so easy to digest on the pelvic floor. Um, under Institute for Pelvic Health. We also have an Instagram, Institute for Pelvic Health, where we'll post some educational stuff, um, a Facebook. um, LinkedIn. LinkedIn, yep. We've got it all. Yeah. Yeah. So so please, um, uh, Melissa or Kathy, or Kathy, if you could, um, because we've just been already communicating on Instagram, if you could send me the links to all of those things, um, I will upload wherever this ends up. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm still thinking about, um, I might just put this on YouTube and I didn't think about it until you mentioned that. So, um, I might put that there too, because again, um, I'm all about, um, you know, visibility, you know, helping people show up and be seen because, um, they have something useful and helpful. And, um, this is a topic that I don't think is visibility that a lot of people don't talk about, because again, I went to, through through nursing school, it's been like well over 10 years ago. And um, I know a lot has changed. And also just um, the healthcare consumer has changed in the past, goodness gracious, five years, the healthcare consumer has changed. So um, there's a lot of new offerings out there that, again, that we we didn't know about. And I'd love to highlight that. Um, probably, yeah, I think I will add it to my YouTube channel as well. But in any case, um, Melissa, Kathy, thank you so much for joining um, me today during this professional water cooler chat. And um, my charge to the folks who are listening is this was this was a conversation, right? Um, who are you going to have a conversation with today? Um, it's, it's not hard. It's not difficult. It just um, requires being curious. So um, all right, Melissa, Kathy, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you, Amelia. Thank you.